This is because I want to. Hello and welcome to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Sarah. My name's Lindsay. Introduce, and we have a guest. Introduce your guest. Be polite. <laughs> we have a guest here. I'm on vacation right now at my parents' beach house, and I'm here with my sister, Jackie. Syncing up. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. You're so professional here. <laughs> so, how is North Carolina? I'm jealous. It's good. We went to the beach the past couple days, which was really fun. Um, but, like, Hurricane Sally, the remnants of it have moved back up here today. So, we've just been inside all day today. <laughs> this is yeah. how out of it I am. I had no idea that there was any sort of Hurricane Sally afoot. Great. Really? It was only the biggest news story, I think, for the last 48 hours. People were running for cover. Literally, all I know about the news these days is I literally look up every day, Maryland, coronavirus, and just look and see what's happening, and that's it. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't follow the news at all either, but I still get text alerts from Louisiana about the storm, so that's kind of how I was following it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm out of the loop big time. Out of the loop big time. Well, if you're going to be in the loop with anything, you have to be with the weather. Like, if you know nothing about know. news, the, the least you can do is talk about the weather with people. <laughs> this is true, although I don't get to see people anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> fair. We don't talk to I have to no people. one to talk to the weather. <laughs> although I did. So I got COVID tested yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which was a fracking delight, let me just say. Um, and I was on, like, my team leaders meeting during it. <laughs> so I had, like, my screen with all of the heads at my school. And I'm just, like, sitting in a doctor's office, like, mm, waiting for my test. And then my principal tried to get me to do it with everyone watching. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That, like, perverse, like, I want to see it. This is after I, like avoided telling her what was happening and just kind of texted her right before i was like oh by the by i'm gonna be joining you from urgent care also don't get your covid test at urgent care it was a mistake it was a bit it was a mistake did, so. did they do that really invasive one like all the way up your nose yes it freaking hurt and how was it <laughs> oh my i like saw stars i wasn't expecting Ew. it like he just came in it was like and i was like huh <laughs> so yeah no I would when rather you get, get when, when you all... get your results back. Oh, I got them. I'm negative. Oh, it was a rapid test. Oh, fancy it was. iPhones and rapid Which... tests. I didn't realize we were talking to the queen here. <laughs> I had to wait three hours for that rapid test. Well, I'm glad uh, you don't have COVID. I mean, that's I guess, yeah, news. that's positive too. I suppose. I'm glad I don't have the COVID too. I'm just gonna blame lady problems now instead. Yeah. yeah. Well, how else has your how else has your week been? What's been going on? Um, I've been having the realization that I do every year about how much my students know nothing about geography. They just <laughs> they they don't know anything. And it's not even their fault. But it's one of those things that I think people think kids will just pick up somewhere and I'm like, "Where where do you think they're picking this up? Where?" <laughs> Maybe if so, they you know. watch the weather or pay attention to the news, <laughs> they, <laughs> they might casually pick up like that. bodies of mass. Like literally every year I reach a point where I have to stop and have a whole day where we just discuss what's a country, what's oh. a state, what's a continent, and how are they different? And let's talk about some common countries you might hear about and how they're not states. How old, how old are the kids you teach? Eighth grade. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. like, I remember I would teach and I would have classes where I'd be like, okay, this is what a noun is. And at some point mm -hmm. I feel like they know. They have to know, right? No, they, they, no, 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 no. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. Oh, I don't want to like call out the kid I was working with today, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, shouldn't. It was. It was like rough going. It just it's like very apparent that at no point did someone sit them down and like talk about geography. And then I've gotten in trouble for making the kids memorize the states. So we memorized the states in elementary school. 
Yeah, I memorized the states in second grade. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly legit expectation to have of eighth graders. Yeah, like, you live here. You you live here. So, uh, yeah, that's been my week. It's been fun. I've been really into those. Have you seen those videos on TikTok where they put stuff in the bathtub and, like, strip it? What do you mean strip it? No. Like, disintegrate it? <laughs> or, like, are you, are you, that's called porn. <laughs> when they put, like, borax and, like, OxyClean oh, and, like, laundry yes. booster. I, it's so disgusting. I can't stop watching. Wait, what's happening? I don't understand stripping it. What are you, what are they doing? So they'll like put like couch cushion covers in a bathtub and then put like OxyClean and laundry booster and borax in there and just let it sit. And it's so, so disgusting. I literally gasped sometimes (laughs) about how like the water turns like black. Ew. Yeah, like you would yeah. think if you just wash your stuff in the washing machine, it gets clean, but it doesn't. Like, and apparently that's Ooh. how they do laundry in the Philippines is they put it in a big tub with borax. Well, when I was in Uganda, they have what's called Omo and they put it into these tubs and then you pour like the laundry detergent, and you let it sit overnight and yeah. then it, the water turns gray. But the conspiracy theory in Uganda, at least, was that the laundry detergent actually makes the water gray. So it, mm. So it's like, look at how clean we're making your clothes when in reality... It's just a conspiracy. So is Borax really doing all of that, or are you guys just part of the machine? Think I don't about know. That. It's like some, it's some like black water. <laughs> Asking well, and some of them, questions here. Some of them are like, don't put detergent in with it because detergent like seals in dirt. I don't know. It's TikTok, so I'm sure there's some misinformation going on. But yeah, that that's been my week. You know. That's delightful. Like, do you remember, maybe this is still a thing, but there is this thing you could buy that would supposedly like cleanse your insides. And so you would like. <laughs> yeah, cayenne. Poop Beyonce. Out, no, but like you would poop out all this crazy stuff. And then it turned out that what you were ingesting was congealing on your insides. And that Ew. is what you were pooping out. So it wasn't like. It was doing anything. It just made you think. Was you the were. point of it to be a cleanse, though? Yeah, it was supposed to make you think that you had dirty stuff in your body. That's what I was saying. The conspiracy theory with the yeah. the thing is, it's not the soap isn't really doing anything. It's just making the end product seem dirty, or like the water seem dirtier. When in reality, it's probably not that dirty to begin with. You guys are all suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we need to get a scientist to figure some stuff out. Sounds like you guys but need don't a conspiracy theorist on here. I think that would be the most uh, valid use of your time. I would enjoy a conspiracy theory episode. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Oh, no. We should. That's how, consp- that's how <laughs> conspiracy theories spread. And then you're going to be tagged as fake news. And then you're just going to be the next Alex Jones. And then... That's a slippery slope, guys. Oh, but then people would listen to us. Yeah, they're they're nuts. (laughs) They're crazy people. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess if you want your fan base to be, like, just insane people, I I back away from this podcast and let you guys do, (laughs) what is it again? I do what I want. Okay, so... I do what I want. Because that's it, right? I keep, like, telling her what the title of our podcast is, and she keeps saying things that, like, are completely wrong but sound kind of right. Yeah. I told you so. <laughs> it's because I told you so. She Yesterday, she was like, so are we doing your podcast because I like it like that? <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad name either. I mean, again, <laughs> like, why? Yeah, why reinvent the wheel, man? Like, you already ha- I mean, no offense to your theme song, Sarah. I like it, but... <laughs> I like it like that. Already has a pretty catchy theme song. We don't want to be copyright stricken. But you want to be conspiracy theorists instead. My guitar garage band masterpiece that is our theme song. I liked it. Yeah. That was good. It's catchy. Yeah. Gets to the point. Simple. You really remember the name? (laughs) Because I I want to. There you go. Yeah. See, I just had to remember the theme song. Yay. Oh, yeah. So who, what are we talking about this week? This week we are talking about badass ladies. Badass ladies. And Wait, we so had like a moment where you guys, we... What's a badass hmm. lady? What's the, what are the, or is this part of what you're going to talk about? The parameters of a badass lady? Um, I guess we should give the parameters. I mean, I interpreted it just to mean like 
ladies from history that did cool stuff and for me at least i hadn't really heard of because mm. you typically hear about like men patriarchy man men mm-hmm. men patriarchy is real how did so you yeah, that was kind of my parameter yeah same thing you know ladies who uh rose above their station mm-hmm. to do some cool ass shit as they were yeah so, yeah so I just wanted to say that I'm not a historian. I kind of am, but <laughs> <laughs> I still did very little research for this episode. Yeah, so I didn't do extensive research. I kind of just read some stuff on the internet, and I'm just talking about it with my friends. So that's the Have you guys been getting hate mail or something? Fact checkers? No, I just feel like when you're talking about history, I want to make it clear that we're not like a research podcast. Yeah. Oh, you mean I didn't stumble <laughs> into the National Archives podcast here? Correct. This is not stuff you missed in history class. <laughs> no. This is not that podcast. Mm-hmm. I have to sneeze. You mean this This isn't the Library of Congress.gov podcast you know, episode 5023? In case anyone was confused. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> This is, we read Wikipedia <laughs> and we're chatting about it. <laughs> because you wanted True to. True facts. Mm-hmm. That, it literally, that is exactly what my notes are from. Some of my notes are copy and pasted directly from Wikipedia. There we go. That's what we do. So, I read a thing that said Wikipedia is today's, like, Library of Alexandria. Mm. And, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What happened I to the Library accurate. of Alexandria as someone who actually knows history? Did it burn down? She Where? burned. She burned. <laughs> so what's going to happen burned. to Wikipedia? Just <laughs> She lives in the atmosphere. She can't burn. <laughs> that's that's my understanding about the internet. Works. I know. I'm like, okay, now we turn into a technology podcast. <laughs> it's in the atmosphere. The cloud. Let me explain how the cloud works. <laughs> All right, so do you want to talk first, or should I? Why don't you start us off? All right, so I'll start with my more well-researched lady, and then we can go to my I-didn't-really-research-her-at-all lady. So my first one is Nzinga. Have you ever heard of Nzinga? That sounds familiar. Sounds like, okay, I don't want to be offensive. (laughs) Sounds like that catchphrase from that stupid show with uh, Sheldon. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, what's it? Oh, Oh, it does sound like Bazinga. Yeah. No, this is a a badass lady named Nzinga. I actually had a student years ago named Nzinga, and I didn't realize that it was, she was named after this cool lady. Hmm. So, she was a queen in Africa in the 1600s, like early 1600s. And she was, I'm going to read this and I'm going to mess it up and that's okay. Queen of the Umbundu kingdoms of Nindongo and Matamba, Mm -hmm. which is like Angola today. And she is known for being like, she does a lot of cool stuff. One of which is having like an all male harem and like... (laughs) making men like fight to sleep with her and then so executing this is, them this the is next how day. you zeroed in on this was your parameter you gotcha <laughs> but she's really well known for like keeping the portuguese empire when they were like in their expansion stage out of her kingdom's business or at least doing her very best that she could to do Wait, that. Can I ask you a question since you're talking about geography earlier? Where is Angola? Sure. I don't even know which part of the continent that Angola is. Angola is Southwest Africa, I believe. Hang on. Got it. I wrote it down. I did write it down. Okay. Yes, Southwest Africa. Okay. By, like you said, Portugal goes in there. Okay. Yeah, so like Portugal at the time was, I literally just taught this like two days ago, so I do know this part. <laughs> Portugal was like bouncing down the coast of Africa because they had found a direct trade route to India if you like, you know, bounce around Africa and then go whoop, straight mm-hmm. up. Um, so they were like controlling the spice trade and then zeroing in on the transatlantic slave trade market and trying to like monopolize that. So in doing so, they were like building trading posts and all these things along the west coast of Africa and basically subjugating the people there to their uh, whims, if you will. Mm-hmm. And forced conversion is also a thing, because isn't it always? So, Nzinga, she is born from one of her father's concubines, um, and her dad is, like, obsessed with her, 
I guess, like, she was never a direct heir to the throne, so, like, her dad kind of felt like he could do whatever, and it didn't matter. So she got, like, military training, and she was taught to fight, and she was, like, on war councils and all this shit, and um, she could read and write Portuguese from a Portuguese missionary, Hmm. um, and do all these things that proper European ladies weren't allowed to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So the Portuguese are, like, moving in on their territory or their kingdom, and at this point it's just the kingdom of Ndango. She has not become the queen of the other one yet, or even a part of the other one yet. Anyway, so the Portuguese are moving in, they're being dickheads, they, um, (laughs) this dude, Sebastian of Portugal, is like, take their land, and this was in 1572, and this other group, the Imbangala, joined with the Portuguese against them. Um, that's a big thing that Europeans really like to do. Colonizers is pit Mm -hmm. native groups against each other. It's really delightful. The British did that a fucking lot. And America did that a lot. Um, anyway. Yeah, those whites. (laughs) Those whites. Those colonizers, man. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, this shit all goes down. Um, there are some Ngongo people who side with the Portuguese. It's a hot freaking mess. And her dad, like, can't do anything about it. He tries, like, everything. He tries, like, violence. He tries peace. He tries all this shit, and it doesn't work. And then he dies. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he dies in 1617, and her dickhead of a brother takes over. He's the literal worst. <laughs> so his name is Mbandi, and I guess king is Nagola. That's the title for king. So Nagola Mbandi. And I guess he has some harebrained idea that Nzinga's son was going to one day try to take over and have him assassinated. I couldn't find anything about if she had a husband or anything, but she does have a son. So she, he kills her son. And that sounds then like some fragile masculinity right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then has Nzinga and her sister forcibly sterilized. Now, what that would look like in the 1600s, I don't know. Ooh. But, um. Brutal. Yeah. Like, what a dick. So That was her brother leaves. that did that? Mm-hmm. It was, it was his sister and his sister's daughter? You said there was two people that were forcibly sterilized? So his two sisters. Oh, his so two Nzinga sisters. So and her sister. Okay, yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. all of them are like, I don't think he had any kids with his wife. I think these are all his concubines, children. Mm, okay. Um, so they get, I will say Wikipedia didn't say that her sister got sterilized, but YouTube did. So we're going with that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she pieces out and she goes to the kingdom of Matamba. Um, and she's there for, I don't know how long until he asks her to come back. I don't know why she came back. I would not have come back, but she does. Because he needs help with the Portuguese and she speaks Portuguese. So she comes back and she goes to meet with the Portuguese ambassador. And I guess it was tradition when the Portuguese and Europeans in general were negotiating with Africans. They would bring chairs and all of the Europeans would sit in chairs. And then they would bring mats and make the Africans sit on the mat. So they Hmm. had to look up at them. Yeah. Because, you know, again, fragile they're a bunch of um, assholes. <laughs> yeah. So what she does, I love this story. Um, she kind of knew it was going to happen. So she had one of her servants get like on her their hands and knees and she just sat on them like a chair. Oh. For the entire <laughs> <laughs> negotiation. I, I want to hear this story as told from that servant's perspective. <laughs> like, oh my. The servant that was the chair. The e- great equalizer. <laughs> Sounds like a really good memoir. Yeah. I would read it. <laughs> so she put herself at like their level um, and she got them to agree to leave Ndango and recognize their sovereignty. She also made it so they didn't have to pay tributes and she argued that their kingdom was independent. It's not a conquered or vassal state. And all she had to agree to in return was to open trade routes to the Portuguese um, and become Christian and get baptized. It's kind of a lot, though, to give up. Well, I think she kind of knew that, or well, maybe it was just in everyone's best interest. Also, what follows kind of negates all this. 
Okay. So she was able to get them to do this. And then following the situation, the peace between the Ndongo, her people, and the Imbagala collapsed. Um, and the Ndongo were driven out, and the king became an exile, uh, which meant the Portuguese treaty did not stand. Because with the king in exile, they were like, you're no longer a sovereign state. Never mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so they just, conti- I wrote down, they continued on with their nastiness, <laughs> which they did. As Europeans so are si- want to do. <laughs> Seriously. Like, mm-hmm. I just would like to tell, like, when I'm teaching history, a nice story. That's not about, like, giving people smallpox blankets or things like that. <laughs> I, I'd like to tell a nice one. This is not a nice one. No. Um, so in 1624, her brother dies. And I guess there's just, like, no one else. <laughs> So she becomes his successor, um, and pretty much right away, the Portuguese declare war on Ndongo, and with the help of another kingdom, drive her out. So she gets driven out of her kingdom, and she goes back to Matamba, the place where she went when her brother forcibly sterilized her. Oof. And, you know, to really to really thank them for harboring her and helping her out, she kidnaps their queen. <laughs> <laughs> And takes control of their army. <laughs> Whoa. I know. That's and then she so... uses those to take her throne back. Uh, I guess yeah. it was common in Africa at the time for, like, women leaders that if you wanted to, like, hold your throne, you basically had to make yourself seem like a man. So mm-hmm. she would, like, do all these manly arts, and that's the male harem became a thing. Um, I basically. Was... I was reading... There was, I almost um, did this like Egyptian pharaoh queen, and she would wear like mm-hmm. a beard just yeah. because that, it was um, a masculine thing. Hatshepsut, shut, hap, I can never say her name. <laughs> That's I it. I don't remember, so yeah. <laughs> Hatshepsut. Uh, I just remember having like learning in my intro to Egypt class, like trying to say that name and like having like a seizure attempting to do it. Wait, what would Anyways. a beard be made out of? Other people's other people's hair. <laughs> I, I think know. she wore like those fake goatees thingies that they would wear. Oh, was that a thing? And like a sculptural yeah. thing. Oh, okay. yeah. And then like after she was pharaoh, um, I think it's oh gosh, who does it? One of like all record of her gets like destroyed because like, she's a the woman. Pharaoh after uh huh, like the pharaoh after throws like a hissy fit and like destroys all her shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst fake beard ever. <laughs> So anyway, Nzinga, uh, she takes her throne back, and she decides to uh, deal with the Portuguese. She's going to try and ally with the Dutch. So this is when the Dutch That's are, like, That's a bad idea. In. The Dutch are assholes, man. They were the, the, the ultimate Dutch are, colonizers. Like, in. <laughs> yeah. They the really are. colonizers. They're the ultimate colonizers in that, that when they colonized, it was more like, we just want the trade. We just want the trade. Mm-hmm. So they take the Portuguese. They're basically edging in on Portuguese. Portugal's empire at this point. The whole Dutch West and Dutch East India companies. So anyway, um, the Dutch West India Company is working in alliance with the Kingdom of Congo. Um, Blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, I'm going to make an alliance with them. So she forges an alliance with the Dutch against the Portuguese. um, And she loses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. The end. <laughs> I, I thought that, I thought that was building to a better point. I took not as good notes here, so <laughs> I got tired. So in 1644, she does eventually defeat. Oh, I read it wrong, guys. Sorry, oh, everyone. It's wait, 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 wait. been a long part? day. <laughs> Rewind. She she, she is won. a man. It was a real beard. <laughs> So she won. She did defeat the Portuguese. (laughs) (laughs) So she wins the first battle, and then she gets defeated at the second battle, and she gets captured. Um, No, her other her other she has another sister, and this one gets captured. I don't know what happens to her. We're skipping ahead. Okay, so she goes through all this shit with the Dutch and the Portuguese, um, and eventually, like, she literally is fighting them off for like twenty years. Never really coming to any sort of satisfying conclusion. Uh, She does convert eventually to Christianity. And I think she kind of pushes it on her people as well. 
which you tend to see happen, Hallelujah. Is this the happy ending yeah. we've been waiting for, Sarah? I think it is. <laughs> and <laughs> Nothing can go wrong from that. <laughs> no, everything will be forced, fine forced now. Forced religion? Yeah, sounds, sounds great. <laughs> it, all, it always works so well. So in 1657, <laughs> Portugal finally gives up. <laughs> we just find somebody else to trample on. <laughs> Literally. Or they just were so busy trying to deal with other people trying to take over their shit that... But, uh, so yeah, they, they let it go. So she has control of her land again and she attempts to like rebuild everything because it's fucked after years of conflict. Um, and Matamba becomes a trading power because she never did give that kingdom back to that kidnapped queen. She kept it. (laughs) Right on. That's kind of the best part so far, I think. Although I don't really like this lady on lady violence. It would be better if she took it from some sort of diabolical male king, but we'll we'll, we'll go with that. We'll work with it. This is true. If this is a lady power episode. (laughs) So she can't have kids, obviously. So she doesn't have a kid to, like, succeed her. Um, So she tries to, like. Get it? That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) She tries to make it so, like, her sister. And her kids be- can become the heirs, um, but that doesn't really work. Um, and she also has like a big part in resettling former slaves. Um, and despite many efforts to dethrone her, uh, she never is, and she dies a peaceful death at the age of eighty-two. Wow. Um, unfortunately, after she dies, there is a bit of a civil war. <laughs> but. Okay. We'll ignore that part. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> Never mind the hundreds of years so, yeah, of bloodshed she... <laughs> following her reign. She died That's peacefully. That's Nzinga. Wow. Yay, Nzinga. Nzinga. How did you find Nzinga? You'd heard of her before? Uh, or... I'd heard of her, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I really liked that she kidnapped that other queen. That's like my favorite yeah. part. Especially because it's the same kingdom who like helped her out before. And she was just like, sorry. <laughs> times times are a needed. I think gotta do it, what I gotta do. I think it would have been better if she had killed more men and not converted to Jesus. And then she would have yeah. been perfect in my eyes. Yeah. If we were to edit the story, like those are the changes we'd make. But again, I'm not my time. I shouldn't I shouldn't Lindsay says I shouldn't to be fair. Keep, but here we are. <laughs> It didn't say how many of her lovers she had executed. Okay, that's true. The harem is, yeah, I'm going to assume her harem also ended with bloody murder at the end. So Yeah, I'm, she I'm was cool. black widowing, widowing those dudes left Perfect. and right. What year What year was that? 1600s? Early, early 1600s. That's like kind of she amazing. Died. Yeah. Oh, they were eventually, that's so depressing. God, God, colonization. Yeah. Just reading good. about how... Eventually, I didn't know that Angola was ends up being a Portuguese colony. Delight, great, awesome. That's kind of a downer. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, unfortunately. Portugal, man. <laughs> this time such, period. They're such like a small country, but they really like wreaked a lot of havoc. Well, that's like England. Look at what England did. Yeah. England's like a tiny, sad island. That's true. It's all about controlling trade, my friend. And having a standing army. These the are the oceans. things I've learned. The oceans. That's why I got the boat. <laughs> Jackie so, got a boat. <laughs> so I'm starting hey, my, I'm starting my own invasion of uh, Angola, maybe? <laughs> now that you've given me some ideas. Get a harem. Oh, man. Go to Angola. Yeah. Meet in Zinga's. Well, I guess she didn't have any offspring. Oh, man. This was a downer, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. I mean, though, at that time, especially to go against these, like, huge empires is, like, no easy feat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why Um, I always get so excited when I teach about Native American confederacies. Because they tried Uh, so hard. Yeah. And got so far. Yeah. I'm not going to sing. But in the end, it didn't matter. (laughs) No singing. It's a Lincoln Park lyric. Oh, oh. I was like, is there a Native uh, Confederacy song that I don't know of? Because I would be all We're about just like, that as your new theme song. Oh, yeah. Lincoln like Park's cool, too. But, speaking. Yeah. Slow yeah. speaking a Native American folk song. I know. I was like, 
<laughs> we just are I like mean, about that. Yeah, you guys were very monotone for a second. I was like, this sounds like real life. I'm with it. I like get my little my little drum. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Well, oh, cheers to Nzinga and your story. Yeah, um, more. she was really cool. I've never heard of her before, so I'm glad. I'm cheer. I'm cheersing you, Sarah. Clink, Sarah clink. drinking? Yeah. Does Sarah drink during this or no? She's just. I usually do. I'm not today because I was having a little bit of digestive distress. Oh yeah, so. I, I, I heard. We all heard. <laughs> These are in the, the notes for this episode. <laughs> all right, what do you got? Okay, so I wonder if you've ever heard of this person before. Her name is Marie Dorian. No. And she's I don't kind, think so. Well, she's kind of like Sacagawea, but like, actually, she's just like her, but just more <laughs> depressing. <laughs> actually, she's exactly Her other name like is Sacagawea, her. now that I'm reading this. It's actually, I'm about to say the story of Sacagawea. Well, I was reading that she, like, lived in the same area around the same time, and I think she went on an expedition <gasps> six years after Sacagawea did her expedition. So they probably they were contemporaries and they're kind of similar. Okay. So is she the native uh, Confederacy thing that Sarah was just talking about? Which I've never heard that phrase before, by the way. But I kind of like it. Native that, Confederacy. Yeah, I've never heard that. But does she- that just mean like uh, the joining of the different tribes? So like the Iroquois had one um, around the time. It's where we got the idea for our Confederacy, um, and then there were like different ones in so like the Iroquois one was just like their form of government it wasn't like resistance or anything so confederacy just means like a group or something so a confederacy is like a uniting of different governmental bodies with like a singular goal so technically like the European Union could be considered a confederacy okay so this this person you're talking about and maybe you already said it or you're going to what tribe was she a part of okay so she Well, first of all, I got a lot of my information from a Ranker article called The Insane Untold Story of the Most Badass Woman in American History. Oh, Um, uh, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) I also got some from her Wikipedia page, and then I also, she had a page on history.net. So. All right, you did more research than me. Telling me you did no research. Those are lies. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how, like, thorough or accurate I am. But she was born in 1786. Her father. Oh, so way after Sacagawea. When Sacagawea? Oh no, it's not. Never mind. They're similar. I I jumped decades in my brain. Continue. Okay. Yeah, her born in 1786. Her father was a French Canadian, um, but her father had worked. No, her husband's father had worked with Lewis and Clark as an interpreter. So that's how close they were, I guess, in time. But Lewis and Clark went out in, like, the 1800s. Early 1800s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, read, that jibes, then. Oh, her. Oh, I see, her husband's father. I don't know. Well, I guess let's keep going. We'll see if we find any other inconsistencies. Um, but her father was French-Canadian. Her mother was an indigenous person of the Métis tribe. I've never heard of that before. But this is all in, like, the present-day, like, Washington, Oregon state area was where they went on their expeditions. hmm Okay. So, John Jacob Astor. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. <laughs> I've heard of the Astors. They fancy. He was a really rich guy. Is that why you were inspired to watch Titanic the other day? Oh my gosh, I stayed up until one in the morning watching Titanic. With commercials. Uh, she watched ew. the version with commercials. <laughs> How long was That's that? I think it said four and a half, almost five hours. Yeah, I just got really into it though, because it gets really good after they hit the iceberg. Like a lot happens. <laughs> All great things happen. Boat. After Again, as a new boat captain, I can't wait to hit that iceberg. But yeah, on the Titanic, I I think that was John Jacob Astor the fourth. So this is the, this is the I think the OG the original one. Oh wow, okay. The OG douche. Yeah, <laughs> but as a side note, John Jacob Astor the fourth was the richest guy on the Titanic, and he died, which I think is interesting. Because he was think. a douche. 
Well, yeah. Like what all... character is he in, in the movie? He's the... He's kind of... You see him, like, a is couple times. Old man, or he's just around? No, okay. he's around. Like, they mention his name at one point, and yeah. you see... He's in the background where you see where he's going to die, oh, okay. but he's not, like, a big plot point. Gotcha. But anyways... John Jacob Astor was like this really rich guy who made his fortune with the fur trade. So he was like, hey, I want to like monopolize the northwest part of the continent and be able to trade with like the Orient and like, you know, make all that money off that sweet, sweet fur. <laughs> that sweet, sweet they love them beef, them beaver furs. They, they love that sweet, sweet beaver. They really did. Like it was like such a big deal at the time. So, he wanted an expedition to go set up a trading post, like, at the mouth of the Columbia River, which is, like, between Washington and Oregon, like, present day Mm -hmm. on the Pacific Ocean. When you say mouth of the river, does that mean where it starts? Like, what does that phrase mean, mouth of the river? That's where where it comes down from the mountain or something? Isn't it where it meets a larger body of water? Isn't that what it is? Ugh, or is that a know, delta? Making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I want to say sure. Okay, sorry. I digress. Go ahead. These are we're gonna say it's, we're gonna say it's a point where you get on the river. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So he set up. He hired like all these people to go set up this trading post there, and he hired um, Marie Dorian's husband, who was gonna be an interpreter for the indigenous tribes in the area, um, mm-hmm. and she went along with them. And basically, it was just, like, so cold and, like, in the wild and so treacherous. And they, like, trekked all these, like, hundreds of miles. And she had a two-year-old and a four-year-old child. She had two children. God, she and Sacagawea are, like, the same. Yes. She had two children. So historians think that she carried the two-year-old on her back. And she was eight months pregnant. Ugh. Why is this always why, the case? Why is she going? I don't understand. Why is she going along on this? Because her husband. Her husband was going, and I think okay. that she also could probably Help speak a lot of the dialects. Let's be real. She was probably doing all the work. The husband wasn't doing shit. But like that's all, how Sacagawea was. They was hired it? her husband, not her. Yeah, but like all the men were like riding on horses, and they would make her walk. With her kid? With her kid on her back, one by her side, and eight months pregnant. Men are the worst. Horseback riding men are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) And there was, um, I guess there was one point in the expedition where the men, like, got in canoes or something to go on the river, but she, like, walked alongside, like, on the riverbank. Like, she wasn't even in the canoe Oh, my God. Yeah. And apparently... I don't know. I think this was Wikipedia said that um, at least Lewis and Clark like liked Sacagawea and like kind of helped did. her they, out. They said very nice things about her, and one of them, I believe, ends up raising her son. Yeah, so. like adopting her child as their own. But her Yelp review was very high from them. Right. <laughs> but when Marie Dorian gave birth to her child, she was by herself. And she had to catch up with them, like, the next day. I just don't understand why her husband isn't being more helpful. I guess he was just being paid by them to do I his job. I think he was an asshole. <sighs> it's probably, probably fair. Fair <laughs> assumption. So she gave birth yeah. by herself, caught up with them, and then... Um, oh, my God. They just, like, left her behind? Yes. It wasn't even like they, like, put her in a tent and was like, go ahead, honey. We'll I wait. Don't think they so. didn't even let her get in the canoe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. So, okay, yeah, that all happened. Um, the baby ended up dying because I think they were well, both, like, really sick, and it was obviously harsh circumstances. Um, but, yeah, they eventually set up their trading post, I think. And at one all point... All this for a fucking trading post. Mink. All, mink, Sarah. Mink. It's all about that sweet fur. It's all about that sweet, sweet mink. <laughs> Have you ever felt mink on your... <laughs> On your bare skin, because you might, you might, you might, you might understand. (laughs) But yeah, so they set up this trading post, um, and eventually they set out to go on another expedition, like a couple years later. And at one point, they come across Osage people, like yes. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I really like them. I want to stay with them. And her husband, like, flipped out on her and was like, 
hell no and they got in a huge fight and he like beat her up and she like ran away good for her run away run and stay with the osage 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 i don't know i don't know how you say it either are they still in washington at this point like in that area i think so okay um but they eventually she comes back and she joins her husband on this like other expedition that they're going on and um they end up at some post and she stays with the kids at the post and her husband and the other dudes go out to like do whatever Mm -hmm. do they Um, die i would enjoy that well that's what i was saying well while she's at the trading post there's a group of indigenous people called the bannocks no a different group they come and they warn her that there's this group of Bannock people who are, people. Yeah, okay. who are going around and burning up trading posts and like murdering people. So they warn, warn her about this, the friendly indigenous people. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, I have to go warn my hubby. Why? That guy sucks. Why? <laughs> Let him die. Go live, go live with your friends. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know, but she apparently, like, gets on this horse, and I think she takes her two kids with her, and she rides out to go to where her husband and the other dudes are, but she gets there, and they're all, like, scalped and murdered and shit. Oh, where no, other so sad. Are. Her husband and the other <laughs> Oh, men. good, so he's dead. Yeah, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. He's dead. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, oh, my God. But there's one dude who's alive, and she, like, tries Ooh, to save him. scalp? Yikes. I don't know what the deal with his scalp was, but she tried to save him, but he ended up dying. Yee. So she's like, oh, my God, and, like, <laughs> goes back to where she came from. And when she gets back to where she was, all of those people are dead, too. No, she- the friendly people? The, the uh, people she was staying with. She kind of seems like a bad omen at this point. <laughs> if she starts riding Death towards you, follow. Yeah, best, best be get out of her way. So again, she's like, Ermagerd, like, I'm all by myself with these two small children in the middle of the wilderness. And I think it's like winter time. It always is. <laughs> so she goes out like into the wilderness to try to find someone or find a place to go. And she walks 250 miles. What happened to her horse? Well, she had a horse. Mm -hmm. And she eat it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's always how it goes. Okay. Fair. She and her two kids eventually had to stop because they just like, I guess couldn't go any further and she builds like this crude shelter and they eat the, her horse mm-hmm. and they survive for 53 days. And where are they trying to go? To her homeland or something? I like, think they're just trying to find like help other people or, or other people or something. They just want to experience horse meat in the wilderness. Yeah, it was just like a spiritual gotcha. journey. Gotcha, cleansing. <laughs> it's just, it's like that cleanse you were talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she and her two kids survive for 53 days, like, off of this horse meat. And she also, from the horse hairs, builds, like, snares and traps. And she catches, like, mice and squirrels, and they, like, eat them. Cool! (laughs) I mean, I'm not a horse person, but, like... That horse is pretty pretty awesome for <laughs> giving all those weird gifts. That horse that horse did his bestest after he died. Yeah, so what'd she right? do with the teeth? What about the hooves? So she Details? wore the teeth as necklaces. Oh fancy. <laughs> no, I don't know. The eyelashes. <laughs> so they survive throughout the winter and then in the spring she's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and so she like I think she, like, dug this pit in the snow and, like, lined it with fur and, like, put her kids in there. And then she starts, like, wandering around. And she has, like, snow blindness. And she, like, doesn't know where she's going. And then the people of the Walla Walla tribe, like, find her. Yes! Yeah, and they seem like good people because they take her in and she tells them about her kids. And they, like, go find her kids and they rescue them. And, yeah, they just basically, like, save them. And she ends up, um, <laughs> she marries again. Her second husband's murdered. I don't you, know. Again? Jesus. I don't know. She is a bad story. omen. 
I don't know the story behind that. But then she marries a third time, and then that seems to work and out. Then, <laughs> her right. husband becomes a horse. <laughs> she found her person. She found the horse. And yeah, and she lived to be a decently old lady. And I think she's buried. <laughs> she was buried in a church, but then the church burned down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What are these stories you guys picked? These are t- terrible stories. The church burned down, so her grave was kind of like people lost track of it. They're like, I'm not really sure like where she is. But I she feel like some... that happens a lot. Oh my yeah. god. So these are all just like hauntings <laughs> that you guys stories are you're sharing. But she like has some parks named after her and I think she has like a street named after her and she has a plaque where her that, like, that, that had just born. mysteriously imploded. <laughs> I like that 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 story was like right along with Sacagaweas and then it just veered very <laughs> sharply. Just like die, die, explosions. Oh yeah, like this Revenant or this um, Ranker article I read was like her story is like the movie The Revenant. When, like when you were describing her riding away on the horse to go to the other village before her first scalping incident, um, <laughs> I was imagining they had that scene in The Revenant where that he flies off of the cliff on the horse, which is the most insane thing I've ever seen in a movie because it was unexpected. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've actually not seen that movie. Uh, spoiler alert, that happens. <laughs> it's insane. It made me think of something similar. Yeah. Of like a, there was a French fur trapper, because I guess it's always a French fur trapper, mm-hmm. and he got like half his face ripped off by a bear, and he just had his friends sew it back on. Is that, oh. is that, the, sto- is that the Revenant? Like, have you seen the Revenant? Sarah? I think it's a different dude, or maybe oh, Revenant was like roughly based on this dude. Oh, how many people? Jedediah, Jedediah Smith, I think his name was. My God. Yikes. But yeah, he like literally was like, just sew it on, and they kept going. It's one of, there's an episode of America, the Story of Us, where they show it, or like, you know, a school safe depiction of it, and it's my <laughs> favorite thing ever to watch the kids react. Uh. <laughs> You're so, <yeah>. sick. <laughs> that was Marie Dorian, who's kind of like Sacagawea, but like if everything but she, went wrong. But if she <laughs> brings death everywhere she goes. Exactly. Which I, She's I appreciate like that. the Canadian version, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Cheers to, what's and her name again? Marie Dorian? That was her. That does not sound like a very indigenous well, name. Well, from what I read. Well, like, she's half seas, right? Well, they don't they don't know what her native name was and I guess like um when she married her husband, she took on like more, a more English sounding name. So mm. that's what we know her as. But yeah, she mm. was the only one I guess who survived like out of her husband's like expeditions, you know. She's her husband sounds like such a dick. Like Sacagawea's yeah. husband was French too, but we don't call her Sacagawea Chabonneau. Well, I was reading that her husband was married to someone else, and then when I guess he met Marie, like left his first wife, and then like oh, what, was a, what with a great her. guy! I know he sounds like a douche canoe. <laughs> Sacagawea's husband had two wives too. Yeah, but at the same time. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Sacagawea's husband bought her. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yikes. For a gold not not as nice. <laughs> mm. So yeah, well that was good. I like that. Excellent. I like a good, almost like an American folk tale, even if she was Canadian, of a sort. Yeah, I guess I'm not really sure exactly where she was from. I not heard of her tribe before. So, but it's in some, that area, maybe like on the between Canada and. United States, just up in that area, maybe. Yeah, it seemed like it was kind of up there. Hmm. All walla right. Walla walla. <laughs> walla walla. Walla walla. I didn't know that Do that remember? was a tribe name, but I, I'm I liking it even more now that I know the Walla Walla people. <laughs> Do you remember the show Walla Walla Island? I do. No, it was Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's, you know, sounds really similar. My brain is slowly atrophying. <laughs> but I do right, remember you... that show. Yes. Yeah. It's like burned in my brain. All uh, right. You I'm ready? ready. Mm-hmm. What's this? Part? I have very, very little about oh. this person. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be really short, but this person is Hua Mulan. Because I watched okay. the new Mulan 
and I was disappointed. <laughs> Wait, so this is the person Mulan was based off of? Mm-hmm. Oh, and their name actually is Mulan? Yeah, Hua Mulan. Hmm. Okay. That's her name in the movie, too. Uh, So I first learned that there is actually no evidence that Mulan was a real person. So that's Hmm. the first thing. Uh, So her story comes from the Ballad of Mulan, which is like a folk song. It's like really short. I thought it was like kind of like an epic story, like the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's not. (laughs) It's just a song. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's kind of like the movie. So she does take her dad's place. And go serve in the military. But unlike in the movie, she's in the military for like 10 years. And she does hmm. all this stuff. She, she never gets discovered when she's in the military. No one finds out she's a chick. Um, she like does all this stuff. And then she comes home and it's like all this fanfare. And she then is like, yo, I'm a chick. <laughs> and then the depressing thing is she just goes back to being a, like a chick and doing chick things. And like, that's it. Hmm. And so it's almost like a lesson in you can do all these things but at the end of the day you have to come back and take your place as a woman hmm. which i don't like and i guess there's been a lot of chinese adaption like story adaptions over the years and this is like over the years years so the original ballad of mulan comes from the northern dynasties in china so this is when china was like broken up china goes through a lot of phases where it's like we're together we're apart we're together we're apart like over thousands of years um so this was an apart time (laughs) (laughs) so these are the northern dynasties this was in like 300 to 500 a.d so a long ass time ago okay yeah so that's like the first permutation of her and And they don't think it was a song a folk song Mm -hmm. did it sound a little like (laughs) <laughs> I think you can <laughs> was that how it went because I think I might know that one I can I can tell you the lyrics to it if you would like do, do, do. do people know it what it sounded like yeah I just I sang it so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people know like the tune guys I tune. literally just sang the tune <laughs> you've both heard it now so I guess some people say <laughs> it's technically <laughs> It's technically a poem, more of a poem. Uh, okay. Oh, this. Yeah. This is it in. Oh, yeah. It like rhymes. To defeat. Yeah, it's a poem. So, tis tisk and again tis tisk. Mulan weaves, facing the door. You don't hear the shuttle sound. You only hear the daughter's sighs. They ask daughter who's in her heart. They ask daughter who's on her mind. No one. So that's how it goes. Yeah. That's good. I kind of like that. It's got a little bit of rhythm to it. So all we know about her is that song. There's like nothing else. Yeah. And so I Hmm. guess there is a historical record of like significant women from the time. Like the Chinese empire was like literally keeping track of significant women and like writing them (laughs) down (laughs) as it occurred. Yeah. Um, And she wasn't in it. So they think (laughs) that maybe she wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. That she wasn't. You know, or it could have just been, like, some anger about the fact that she disguised herself as a man for so long. You know, you never do know. Mm. Um, But basically, there's, like, over time, the story changes to match the time period. So there's, like, one during the time period when Chinese women bound their feet, where Mm -hmm. she, like, unbinds her feet and puts on men's shoes and goes out. But at the end, she comes back and binds her feet back and, like, retakes her place. Mm. Yeah, so it was, like, kind of depressing for me because I think... At least in Western culture, we find her very synonymous with, you know, like a warrior female, you know? Like you say Mulan and that's what you think. Yeah. Mm. And I guess, like, really that's not what the story is. It's kind of all about, like, going back to your place, so to speak. Well, so I don't understand. What's the point of the story then? Like, why is it, like, endured for this long? Because is it, like, you want to do something, you can go do it, but then you can also come back to, like... Like, so I found, like, I found a story from, it's, I think, the BBC's, like, history site, and it talks about how uh, they think that it's lasted so long because it has, like, those common, like, arcs that stories have, like, main character goes on adventure, leaves home, successfully completes it, and um, kind of ends there, and it's also very, like, elastic, so it can change through the time periods to meet the needs of different time periods like it 
because it's not so detailed, you can make it fit really with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the hero's journey, you know? Like, you can uh, take that and, and smash it with anything. Mm-hmm. It's got a good so, um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of... Mm-hmm. I like this line this article has. It's like, she is extraordinary yet non-threatening to the social structure. Oh, that's what it that's is. That's it. Yeah. You nailed it. That's the key. Yeah. It's patriarchy, so that's man. Mulan. Or Mulan so, Hua, if you want to say it in Americanese. It's kind of like you can go out and do stuff, but ultimately your place is where you started. Like mm-hmm. where you Which born. I think a lot of people think that way. Interesting. It's almost like propaganda then. Yeah, I mean... Chinese China. propaganda? What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. To the people who are all about TikTok, I saw your brains moving. <laughs> So yeah, that's Mulan. So did you see the live action Mulan that just came out? <sighs> yeah. It out? Yeah, it just it came out last couple weekends ago. How mm-hmm. was it? So these are my thoughts on it. Take mm. take it as you will. So I love the first Mulan. I thought it was so good as a musical. It was so good as a plot. It was just so good. And so when I saw the trailer for the new one, I was really excited that they, it seemed at least with the first trailer, that they were going to take like more of a historical, mm-hmm. you know, stab at it and kind of, you know, I don't know. I wanted it to be more historical than it was. Like, I didn't want there to be fucking magic in it or anything like that. And I guess they had to keep that in to keep kids interested. But mm. I don't know. I felt like it kind of invalidated her as a female hero because they felt like they had to give her like fucking magical powers mm. to be awesome at something. Oh, she has and magic like, powers. She has chi, which also I was like, uh, I feel like that's hmm. kind of like a smack in the face to Chinese culture. Like, let me give you chi powers. So yeah, I, as a student I, of Tai Chi, that offends me as well. <laughs> yeah, like. So at the time watching it, I was just like, oh, it's fine. Um, And then thinking on it after a while, yeah. But apparently China made a movie about Mulan and it's on YouTube. So I'm going to try and find it and watch it. Because in the original poem or ballad about her, does she have magic powers? Does she have like chi powers? Nope. Hmm. And there's no like witches turning into birds and that shit was there a dragon in the newest no one? there was a there was a phoenix that doesn't even talk boring have, right if you're gonna put magic in it make it talk like <laughs> where, where where are we drawing the line with realism mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah the horse was pretty cool in it and it had like her love interest was pretty like he was all right he's all right <laughs> i liked that it wasn't the focus of the story yeah. It's just kind of like a side thing. How many men did she kill in the movie? Um, A lot. All right. That's all she wants in her Mulan More story. male killing. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a cool fighter in it. I will say that. Chi or no chi, she's a cool fighter in it. Mm-hmm. I wish, honestly, like, some of the action scenes are really cool. Um, Freaking Jet Li was in it, and I didn't oh. realize it was Jet Li because they had him in so many fucking prosthetics. <laughs> It was like looking at the cast, and I was like, oh, that was Jet Li. So, yeah, the fighting and stuff was cool. It's just, I was hoping for more than I received. So set your standards low, and you might be okay with it. Yeah, or I'll let you know how the Chinese version of this is, and then maybe just go watch that for free, yeah, and not $30. the Chinese government propaganda version is. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever watched like Chinese entertainment? Uh, no. no. I mean, uh, when it... um, that show, the one where it's like, gosh, where they're running the obstacle course a lot, when that was first only on Chinese television. Wipeout? Yeah, but it was like originally like just the like Chinese That's version. Japanese. Oh. <laughs> so the answer is no. So no. <laughs> you should watch a Chinese TV show sometime because it like literally in no way matches with like i think a western concept of china Hmm. it's really odd my least favorite thing about chinese television is how at the end of an episode there's literally no ending they just stop Mm -hmm. so like they'll be mid-conversation and cut to the credits (laughs) have you watched a lot of chinese television 
I watch a lot of Asian entertainment in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're into the, what's that called? K-pop? K-pop, K-dramas, C-dramas. Oh, okay. oh it's, what's C versus K? Chinese oh. versus Korean. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. A lot of Thai dramas lately. T-pop. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever's T-drama. good. Whatever's good. Well, I had another person to talk about, but we're already at an hour. So should I still do it or should I save it for maybe another one? Sorry, I've been asking a lot of questions about K and C-pop. How dare you (laughs) interject your thoughts? (laughs) I will say I don't. I'm here to put the earbud in and say nothing. (laughs) Okay, well, I think I'll save mine. We should, I think, make this a recurring series because there's so many cool people to talk about. Oh, I agree. Because I really should change the title from Badass Ladies to ladies murdering men <laughs> i mean well my lady didn't murder any men but that she, we know she, of no she brought in death and scalping to all <laughs> men around true. her she she was just an omen of death yeah that's true so indirectly yeah we should definitely just, just a hint this. from the audience there on that one also so my what person t- was also chinese so maybe we should save that oh Ooh, i know who your person is yes, and it was a do. good choice it was a good choice. I knew I thought you would pick this person. I was like, should I look them up? And that's why we were texting earlier. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? All right, friend. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> to our ramblings. Thanks to we our guest, Jackie, it. for joining us. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being a talking head. We appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome. <laughs> So do all the things, people. Follow us on all the things. We have an Instagram now. What's our oh, What's yeah. our Instagram? I should say that we have an Instagram. It's because I want to podcast, and we have a Twitter. It's B I W T podcast. B I W because I want to. Yes. Podcast. Yes. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure that's what they are. So please pretty follow sure. us in those places. <laughs> you know, what's... we're professional. Yeah. And how do you find this podcast? Just on Spotify? We're on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher? Yeah, and Google. Google Google. Play. Google Play. We're we're on the places. All the places. So do all the things. All right, everyone. Do all the things. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Sarah. (laughs) Looking good.